Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hello, how are you? I hope this day finds you well. I am so excited to start this new conversation with you. We talked a lot about messaging over the last few weeks, and now we're going to talk about how to get booked to share that message. And over the next few weeks, we're going to unpack this because you know I love a short and sweet podcast. But before we get to that, let me ask you a couple of questions. First, are you in the Facebook group? Because if you're not, you are missing out on a huge opportunity. And let me tell you what that is. I have a free Facebook group. You can search it. Go to Facebook. Take the stage speakers. There are many people just like you. Speakers who get what you do. Like me. Like you. And also, it's a place where you can share what you're working on. Ask for advice. Ask for tips. It happens all the time. Put up your one sheet. I am happy to give you a short and sweet free critique over there in the Facebook group. So if you've not joined yet, I encourage you to do so. And then the second thing is, are you on my email list? Because those are the people that get the first bit of information. I have some new things coming out this year, things that are like Activate, but a little smaller. And if you're unfamiliar with Activate, Activate is the course that I created. It's Activate Your Speaking Career. And I realize that some people don't need all of Activate. Maybe you just need help with a one sheet or you need some intensive work on your message. Watch for that coming soon. And you can join my email list by going to takethestagepodcast.com and just click on resources. You can collect a resource or just scroll to the bottom there. And one more thing. Have you done what kind of speaker are you quiz? It's at the same place. Go to takethestagepodcast.com, click on speaker quiz, see what kind of speaker are you. All right, let's get into today. Now, let me unpack what we're going to talk about for the next few weeks. We are talking about the three keys to getting booked to speak. And those keys are connections, conversations, and conversions. Today, we're talking about connections. Now, oftentimes I will hear from people saying, Mary, I've called all these churches and nobody's returning my calls. And this is the question I ask. Well, have you asked anyone that you know if they know someone at that church? We need connection. Now, when I first started as a speaker, one of the things I did was exactly wrong. So don't be like Mary. You know, I say that a lot is I would cold call places and just send things out. Now, sometimes that works. It worked more back in the day than it does today. And let me tell you why it worked. Because we actually would send flyers in the mail and then follow up with phone calls. So it was an extra effort. Nowadays, anyone can shoot an email to a women's ministry director. And that's what happens is they get inundated with emails unsolicited from speakers they do not know. But 
if you can create a connection, it will get your foot in the door. And let's talk about how you can create connection. Well, the very first way, and you've heard me say this before, is ask your people to help you. And when I say your people, I mean the people closest to you and the next circle out. This may be someone you know in a social media setting. It could be a friend that you met back in your blogging days, if you go back that far. Or it could be someone you actually do life with face-to-face. Here's what I want you to ask them. Will you help me? It's very simple. Will you help me? And most all people will say yes, or they may be a little bit more hesitant and they'll say, well, maybe I can help you. And then what you ask them is nothing. You then tell them your story. And it can be as simple as, I don't know if you know this, but God has given me a message about fill in the blank, about overcoming adversity, about living through infertility, about walking out X, Y, Z. Or if they know you well, you can say, you've seen what's been going on in my life the past many years since XYZ happened. I know that God has called me to share what he's done in my life with other people, and I need help to get the word out. That's the question. Right there is where you're going to say, again, will you help me? And typically at this point, most people will say, yes. All I want to know is if you know anyone at maybe local churches, at distant churches that are on staff or lay leaders. Maybe it's the woman that gathers everyone up and takes them to the conferences or the woman who is not on staff, but she plans the annual retreat. Give them ideas around who to contact. Now, I had a speaker friend do this after I recommended it. Now, she did not take my advice all the way to heart because she did it via email, and direct message. I recommend a phone call or face-to-face, but she did it differently and she got booked. She had several inquiries because a lot of people did not even know she spoke on that topic. It is a great opportunity to open a door. Now, some people will say, you know, I just really don't know anyone and that's okay. Moving on. The next person will say, well, you know, my next door neighbor's brother is on staff at XYZ Church Four Cities Over. I'm going to ask her if he knows of anyone. You take down that note and you follow up. It is on you to follow up. Here's what happens in the world we live in. People forget. They get busy and they forget they promised to do something for you or they said they would do something for you recently. And I use this method all the time. So I had asked a friend of mine who is on staff at a very large organization if she would connect me with the woman who leads a certain part of the organization because I wanted to talk to her about some things and about some offerings I want to bring to her. So I asked her and she said, I will, but this is not a great season. Other leader is in the midst of big annual event they do. And I said, okay, I'll check back in with you. So a couple of months later, I checked back in with her and she said, I absolutely will. Don't let me forget. I'm off this weekend away in an event. I said, okay. So I waited a couple of weeks and it was midweek. 
because I knew they would not be away in an event. It's an event organization. And I said, hey, sweet friend, gentle reminder. And I actually use the words gentle reminder. Will you connect me with other leader? Absolutely. And what did that result in? I have a meeting with her. Now, if I had reached out to other leader by myself and said, hey, can we meet? She might have said yes. She's a really nice person. But having her counterpart in that organization who vouched for me in an email and said, you absolutely need to meet this woman. She does great work. It made a difference. Not everyone is going to send you an email and not everyone will vouch for you and follow along with me. When someone says, well, I know Mary Margaret. Mary Margaret is on staff at XYZ and she does all the women's ministry stuff over there. I will follow up and say, if I reach out to Mary Margaret, may I use your name that you suggested I follow up with her? I'm not asking her for a referral. This is really important. I am not asking her to endorse me because that's a big deal to endorse someone. All I'm asking is, can I use your name? Typically, people will say, yes, of course you can use my name. I follow up with Mary Margaret, and this is what it sounds like. I will call her and email her, and let me explain why. I call first, and I say, hi, Mary Margaret, because we're going to voicemail. That's the odds of it. Hi, Mary Margaret. My name is Mary R. Snyder, and I am a speaker coach, and I help, and I fill in the blanks on what I do. And your friend, Michelle, is a dear friend of mine, and she suggested I contact you about this message, and I say I have a message on overcoming adversity that will benefit to your women. Right there is where you're going to put that will help your women, your women will walk away with, your women will embrace or you can say your women will laugh and be encouraged. If maybe you're an encouraging speaker and you're not somebody that's going to have a lot of application, but you're going to bring a night of fun and joy, your women will walk away refreshed and rejoice. That's the voicemail. And then I say, I would love to hear from you. My number is, and I'm also going to be sending you an email if that is an easier way for us to communicate. So I just made her life super easy. And the minute I hang up that phone, I've already had that email drafted and I press send. Notice that when I do it, I call first, email's drafted, I press send. I want that email when she listens to that voicemail that day or the next day, it's going to be toward the top of her email box and it's going to say, follow up on my phone call. And I often will put, follow up on my phone call and connection with our mutual friend. I'll put something in there, but I want her to know, number one, who I am, how we're connected. Now in the email, I will put a link to my one sheet. I may even put a link to my video, video sizzle reel, but not always. Oftentimes what I'm looking for in that email, that connection is I just want to get a meeting. And if it can be a face-to-face meeting, that's awesome. It's also a lot more difficult these days. I've used this tactic. 
hey, I know you're only like 30 minutes from me. Can we grab coffee one morning as you're heading to work? Or can I take you to lunch? And if that's a no, can we jump on a video call? Notice video call. Because I want her to see me. You are a communicator. Using the phone is important for you because she needs to hear your voice and how you communicate with her. It will also help her know how you communicate with her audience. Connections. Use everything at your disposal. So your homework for this week is I want you to make a list of 20 people that you can use this. I don't want to say tactic, but this strategy on 20 people that you can call up and say, will you help me? And if you say, Mary, I can't think of 20, as many as you can put on the list. These are the people closest to you and go out, people in your church, people in your social circle, maybe fellow moms of kids at school, if your children are school age, go beyond your circle. If you're in a Facebook group, tell them what you're doing. Hey, I am looking to share my message. I live in this area. The reason I put it live in this area is because oftentimes when you're first starting out, you are not going to be booked to speak far away because of the cost of travel now. So I like to go out about two hours from where I live. But let me tell you a quick story. I had a dear friend. She first started speaking. She got booked to speak in Hawaii. Now, she does live in California, but still. One of her very first speaking opportunities was in Hawaii. So don't limit yourself. All right. You have your marching orders, 20 contacts this week. Next week, we're going to talk about conversations. What is the conversation going to be when you meet that event planner face to face? You have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes, and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at TakeTheStagePodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.